the volume. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code MONACO to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instant in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code MONACO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas City, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, cdkng.org co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply all right welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco, fired up to be with you. Volume Sports, live on AMP. Wherever you get your pods, don't forget, follow, subscribe, rate, review. Goes a long way. This is going to be a riveting week four slate. I got your depth chart picks. We went two and one on them against the spread last week. Dog, don't get me started on the dirty dog. I had Saints money line. Talk about a Scotty Van bad beat. Hail Mary parlay missed by a game again. I got some fun props as well. But look, we have some very fascinating matchups. Gonna have to talk Bills and the Fins. Gonna have to talk divisional rivalry. Little Browns, Ravens. Got Cowboys, Patriots as well. Some best props for that game. But let's dive in. Roll up the sleeves. Pour the coffee. Get ready. We are wrapping up September football here. And I'm going in on my third favorite pick of the slate. And I am going against what some would say is conventional wisdom. Sharp's already on the other side. Look, let me remind you, I've been money on these primetime games. I've faded and rocked on the favorite side a few times, and it's worked out well. So just, just hear me out. First play, we are going to Nashville, where they may not even deserve a new stadium. That's how piss poor the Titans look out the gate. One of the worst offenses known to mankind. I will fade them. I don't care about Mike Frabel as a dog. I don't care about what Derrick Henry has not done, and he's turning a quarter. Did you know Derrick Henry, I found this out, hasn't broken a tackle this season? No one. Is there a chance that the Game of Thrones King is cooked? Sub in the Aaron Rodgers cameo on the last season, that baby. It's over. Tannehill looks like he should be coaching Trent Dilfer high school football. Let me go from red back to a normal color and get in. 
The Titans against the Browns last week. Let me just read the stats to you. Six first downs. I could do that blindfolded in Madden. Two for 12 on third down. They did not break 100 yards on offense. 94 total yards. King Henry, your king, 26 total yards in the Titans rushing category. Derrick Henry, through three weeks, ladies and gentlemen, has 63 yards, 80 yards, and 20 yards. I said this before the season in the AFC South episode. I do not like this team. They are PFF ranked 32nd or last, dead last, in offensive line overall cumulative grades by one of the most vetted sources in the game, in the weeds of ranking players out their position. You, my friends, are rocking with me against the worst offensive line in the National Football League. Ryan Tannehill is worse than babysitting Desmond Ritter on the playground of not being allowed to make adult throws. He's got one touchdown in three weeks. In three weeks. We've seen this movie before. We've seen this game before. 20 to 16 last year. Bengals controlled the pace. Bengals controlled the game. And might I say, a much better, much more competitive in the trenches Titans team last year to this year. D. Henry didn't do anything against this Bengals team last year as well. 17 carries, 38 yards. This is a bottom 10 in rushing team. Bottom 10. This has to be one of the number one reasons why you're taking the two and a half, swallowing it, and going with the Bengals. Who day with me? Bottom 10 in rushing. Bottom three in passing. It's the Bears. It's the Jets. And it's Ryan Tannehill. Get him off a starting roster. It's over. It's over. I hate. I hate watching the Titans offense. I'd rather read the Webster's Dictionary. There's a reason I told you DeAndre Hopkins at 40, four and a half receiving touchdowns set by the books before the season was sketch. It's because they're in the worst bottom three ranked passing offense from last year. And it's even worse this year. 15 points a game through three weeks. Look, Bengals have an 11th ranked pass defense. Okay. The Rams were top five in overall yards coming into that game. Believe it or not, top five in passing yards to start that game. Held the Rams to 16 points. Held Matty Staff to 54 completion percentage with two interceptions. You're going to tell me the number one thing that this baby back offense can even do is going to be debunked by a very serviceable pass rush? Might I say this? Titans have a bottom five pass defense. Herbert scorched them. Even Deshaun, who I will get to and break down and be very negative on as well, who's had 255 completion percentage games, looked good against his Titans defense. Derek Carr barely broke 220 in two of his other three weeks, threw for over 300 against him. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Back the numbers, fade this offense at all costs. Forget about them off an embarrassing loss. They're going to have many embarrassing losses this season, okay? I don't even want to spend any more time saying the words Tennessee Titans this year unless Will Levis gets a sample of a shot.
Trust Joe Burrow. Number one reason here. Trust Joe Burrow. It's happened before. It's happening again. 0-2 start last year. They won 12 of their last 14 games. Remember, they didn't have a whole 17 games. 12 of their last 14. They covered eight in a row down the stretch. We're getting two and a half. Two and a half. I say this. You don't like the two and a half? Take the money line, minus 135. This is a team... 11-3, and playing by a money line favorite of minus 135 or shorter. 11-3. 9-5 covering on that 2.5 number as well last year or more as favorites. Titans. Last thing I'll say, 2-6 and in this exact same underdog spot last season. 2-6, and which is an underdog of plus 114 or more. 2-6 and straight up. Only one of their dog of their dog games nine times, three times they won those games. So we say yes, they're a magical cover. Gotta gotta trust the number, dude. They can't move the football. They cannot stop the pass. Is this gonna be a reminder? And I said this on Tuesday. You can get the Bengals at a coin flip, even money, or now it might be minus one hundred five on DraftKings. To make the playoffs, stop sleeping on a guy that we otherwise believe is the second best quarterback in the league. Tannehill, go play with your kids. It's over. Second favorite bet, Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't care what happened last week. Put it in the trash can. A guy who looks like he's a fullback, who looks like He should be a 58 speed in Madden, and I'm wrong. I'm not trying to dog him. Ran a kick return back on a busted coverage in that Texans-Jags game last week. Put it in the garbage. It was a fluke, fluke game, and it will not happen again. This Jags team has been flat out unlucky. They lose a game by 20 where they had over 400 yards of offense. They lose a game by 20 where they had more pass yards, more rush yards, weren't sacked at all. I capped, it was my favorite bet last week, Lions, Falcons, like a mensch. All right? Theme of the week, Yom Kippur, baby. Like a mensch. I nailed it to a T. I said the Lions are going to play Atlanta Falcons football. They're going to establish the run early. They're going to run it down your throats. And they're not going to turn the ball over. What happened to my exact envision of a game? To a T. To a T. This is a one-dimensional Falcons team. Here's my cowherd analogy. This is a sixth-grade camp game. Do you remember in sixth-grade camp, whether you wanted to or not, you had to go away for a week, leave your family. I missed game seven of D-backs Yankees. I don't want to talk about it. Yes, I was betting back then. Don't worry about it. I missed a week of life, a week of sports. And it was in a camp called Oak. They call it Oak as a joke. All I'm saying is this is the sixth grade camp game for Desmond Ritter on campus. Talk about a high school cafeteria mindset in this NFL all day long. This is that game. The Jacks go to London every single Harry Kane year. Okay. They played in Tottenham. They played in Wembley. They played all over the place since 2014. They're off a loss last year against the Broncos. They have not lost two games in a row in London since 2014. Really hear that? Because you might not think that's a trend. 
till I couple it with baby back Ritter on the road stats, you're going to be sorely mistaken if you want to fade me in this game. Okay? Jags have been very unlucky. Talked about last week. Outgaining in every sense of the word the Texans. Did not play three phases of football. Yes, that matters. Let me remind you they held a team that put the beat down on the Chicago Bears last week. So bad the game was over by halftime. We're doing Taylor Swift memes and tweets because the game was so uncompetitive. This Jags team held Patty Mahomes, Sir Patrick, to 17 points, had a turnover. No one broke 70 on the ground. This Jags team held Kelsey, Trav, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, to four for 26. So this Jags team, who's top seven, by the way, in run defense, top seven, is going to debunk what the Falcons do best. And the Falcons are wasting Kyle Pitts' talent like a dude in an ensemble cast who should have his own series. It is so criminally infuriating. Ritter on the road. Pack your sleeping bags. Go to London. Look, you're going to have to bank on a young Falcons team hoping that a veteran like Calais Campbell can tell these dudes to be in bed in London town at an appropriate hour. There's so many external factors we have no idea about when it comes to capping this game. You are backing in this game, a team that is in London every year. This is their second home. This is the Jags' second home. Did you see Ritter's line against the Lions? Seven sacks. Seven sacks. This is a Jags front seven that is pesky. You don't want to believe Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, is a top 10 rusher of the quarterback he is. Ritter on a 55 completion percentage game. No tugs, barely broke 200 yards. Did you see it? Because I saw it. Without contacts, I missed nothing with astigmatism. Nothing with B. John Robinson could not run the football. 10 for 33. You see what the Falcons are when they cannot move the ball on the ground. They are slow as molasses. Desmond Ritter, before the season started, put up 25 points on at, on, at home, 13 and a half on the road. It is his kryptonite. This is varsity versus JV. And I know for a fact, Trevor Lawrence off a loss is a guy you want to back. Remember last year, tail of two Jags. Jags did not lose back-to-back games November on. So this team was embarrassed by a lower totem pole AFC South team. They were humbled. They didn't do the little things. Yes, you can make the case the Falcons are looking Awful last week coming in. You want to buy low on that three. It's a low enough number for me to swallow. I love the Jaguars. Trust the veteran team in this spot. Trust the Action Network luck rankings as well. And understand that Ritter on the road with a sleeping bag, his first sixth grade camp trip ever across the pond, he's going to be severely humble. This game probably goes under as well. Ain't a shootout for a second. I've been waiting all show. All show. I'm starting a rivalry that nobody cares about with Miami Dolphins fans. These dudes are coming at me like they're sharks, not dolphins. Everybody likes dolphins. Everyone wants to swim with them. Everyone wants to take pictures with them. Nah, I already dislike the fan base who's now Snickers hangry because Dame time's in Milwaukee, baby. How about that Matt Damon apples? But here's the reality. 
This is the ultimate trap spot. This is where the public gets slaughtered. This is where you, and I don't even have to look. And I know I've been in the game too long trying to get half my bar mitzvah money back. I've been in this game too long. The public will be all over the Dolphins. The Sharps will be all over the Bills. I've been on a lot of public sides on this show already to start the season. This is the sharp side. Let's roll up the sleeves. First of all, Dan Marino, who is not a touchy-feely guy, who probably hasn't hugged another adult man since he wrapped the commercial. If you've seen the video, if you haven't, do yourself a solid type in Danny Marino commercial. This man's hugging Tua. Hugging Tua. I mean, look, you beat a team that played worse D than the Colorado Buffaloes did against the Oregon Pac-12 Ducks over the weekend. All right? Mazel tov. 70 points, 700 yards, a first of many, a first of this, a first of that. I'm not taking anything away from this Dolphins team. I'm not telling you. And if you go back, go pull up the receipts. I said this team's making the playoffs. I said this team's one of my three or four favorite teams over that key number of nine and a half total wins. I have them in the playoffs. I already am looking good on a futures bet with the Dolphins. Did not have them winning the division. I had the team that is hosting tables and ladders and chairs. Bubba Ray Dudley and the boys in the parking lot were going to pile drive some SoCal soft Southeast Dolphins fans that simply do not know how to act. Race fans know how to act. Heat fans know how to act. I'm looking. Uh, Panthers teams know how to act. Fans know how to act. This Dolphins community is going ballistic, going out of control. Might I remind you what Tua is against the Bills? Everything he is against Bill, no S, Belichick, is the complete Costanza opposite from what he is against the Bills. He is one and four, one and four against Buffalo in his career. Four tugs, four picks, Josh Allen, Tim, the tool man, Josh Allen. Who is he against the Miami Dolphins in his career? Been here longer. Stop sleeping on my guy. Eight and two against the fins up, laces out, Dan, Miami. Cannot say a bad word about him or their fan base jumps on you. All right. So you have a historic win. Take a step back, take a step forward. Historic win. Everybody and their mothers on the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Da, 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 da. Tua for MVP. Tua over DeSantis. I mean, this place is ballistic. Florida's one of one. I digress. You have to really take your emotions, as much as I'm not, to start this sermon out. Okay? Really look at this. Buffalo at home. Two of the last three seasons has lost one time at home. One game, one time. This is a Bills team that lost three games last year by eight total games combined. Combined. Seven and one in two of their last three years. A San Diego kid can dream of that kind of home field advantage. You have two elements. A dominant team at home, a dominant team at home, historically, yes, last year's team is not this year's, 
It's fair. It's fine. But if we're going off of trends or stats or how teams have fared in division in the past, if you're going to sit here and say two of versus the Bills and two of versus the Pats, they both don't matter. I think you're kidding yourself in this spot. And what could this game be stylistically? If this is 34-31, like the wild card round last year where Josh Allen threw for three tutties and over 350-plus yards, they ain't going to beat them in a boat race. This will be a rare boat race that this Miami offense loses. You go back two games ago, Josh Allen, four touchdowns, over 300 yards, didn't turn the ball over 32-piece on the Dolphins. Here's the big discrepancy. In this game, we're just talking about the offense. I've I've yet to hear any criticism, not an ounce, not a lick. Vic Fangio has not shown up on the defensive side of the ball. Go look at the numbers. You're making a case for best offense versus best defense in their place. I'm taking defense 8 out of 10. 550 yards of offense for Miami. Guess who's top? Two in yards allowed in this league through three weeks. Bills Mafia giving up 253. Oh, doesn't matter. They're going to throw the ball over. No, they're not. The Bills are giving up 142 passing yards in three games. Are we neglecting because we're so goo goo gaga over this Miami offense that Buffalo has subtly, not so subtly, put up 37 and 38 points in the last two weeks. They beat the brakes off of teams. Beat the brakes. The Bills' defense and their offense wins this game. Say it with me. The Bills can go tit for tat, score for score with Miami. Vic Fangio's defense cannot hold a candle to the Bills, Sean McDermott D. I mean, go back and look how this Bills D has done in the first three weeks versus Miami. Did the Miami D sack Sam Howell nine times last week? Make Sam Howell turn the ball over four times last week? No. No, they did not. This is a team allowing the second, getting the second most sacks. Bills D, allowing huge, huge third fewest yards after the catch. Third fewest. So all this yak, all this YAC, forget about it, Jerry. And I got this from Action Network. Tua has only been pressured on eight dropbacks in the first three weeks of football. Dude's got a white jersey, not dirty. It ain't happening. A pissed off, angry and now you're snubbing them? Give them bullet, bulletin board material. Give a top three defense, a number one team in the AFC in point differential last year, bulletin board material. I dare you. So you do what you want. Third rank passing D versus the 20th. Second in yards given up versus bottom 10. All day, all day. Bills give up 11.7 through three weeks. Miami gives up over double. 23.7. No one wants to even discuss. This is a three-phase game. Very last thing. Very last thing. 
Bills are plus four and third in turnover differential. So now you can't go against a lack of personnel in New England. They just don't have it. You cannot go against a poorly coached Chargers team. They just don't have it. And you cannot go against a team that is literally clinging to anything they can. Free falling in Denver. Thank God I took them on the under of eight and a half wins. I'm telling you. Say defensive game one by Buffalo. When Tua turns the ball over, come back to the kid in the pink shirt. All right. I'm plugging the Jewish Italian schnoz of mine. And we're going dirty dog. I've been pretty damn close on these dirty dogs. And we're getting gross with it. This ain't fun. I implore you on DraftKings. I beg of you. Take the points. Do not rock with me on the money line. I am going out to cast away C by my Tom Hanks self. Ain't no Wilson to save me. I am taking the Baltimore Ravens on the road off a disgusting, revolting, I'd rather fast and eat your mom's cooking game against who? Gardner Minshew. Plus 130, dirty dog of the week. Let's dive in. You want to back Baltimore off a loss. You want to back Baltimore as an underdog. This is the ultimate back to coach, back to quarterback, back to scheme spot. Because you can all day long sit here and tell me Cleveland Browns defense is going to win this game. They've been smothering. The safest bet in this game is under 40 and a half. This is not breaking 41 points. No chance, no how. Remind yourself, who is the worst coach in this division? Say it out loud. Stefanski. Okay? Who is the better quarterback in this game? Say it with me. Lamar Jackson. Who is the better team when it's all said and done? The Baltimore Ravens. So here we go. I got to do this. I got to do this. Who have the Browns beat? Who have the Browns beat? They beat a Joe Burrow banged up. They beat Joe Burrow on a peg on a Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean wooden calf. Mazel tov. You dominated the, the Bengals like you always do. I took the bait. I thought they were going to be a new version of the Browns. No. In the division, this division, got to remind you, everyone went 3-3 three and three last year straight up. Everyone beats up on each other in this division. I'll say for the 19th time, like the Gronkowskis beat up on each other for the last chicken tender at the dinner table. But the Steelers beat them, and that was embarrassing. The Steelers' offense had 14 points. The Steelers' the Steelers defense had 14 points. Steelers' offense had 12. Okay, they scored more than the offense. That is your Browns. This is a Nick Chubb-less Browns team now, okay? Ravens are top 10 in yards against. To everything you're going to tell me, Browns D-wise. Top 10 in yards against. Giving up only 200 in passing. That's 11th. That's 11th in the league and a top eight run D. So yes, Browns are at the top of every statistical category to debunk that the Ravens are right there with them. They're not. They're not. But this, this Browns team has not gone against a serviceable run game yet. And this is what it's, it's going to be. It's a banged up Ravens team. Yes, I know this. But they have a top five run game. And the Browns just won a game, beat the brakes off the Titans, really hear this, with a 78-yard rush outing. This dude, Ford, this signing a hunt, 
You cannot replace greatness. Yes, they have a top five offensive line, but you have to stick to the fundamentals and rock with me in this game. The Browns, believe it or not, are minus five in turnover differential. I'm looking in the weeds for value. Here is our value. Browns minus five, seven giveaways, only two takeaways. So they're not going to make the Ravens turn the ball over. Maybe Lamar throws one pick. Maybe. This is Ben, but don't break on both sides of the football. Turnover, lean, goes to Baltimore. Just look out the numbers. On top of that, is Deshaun Watson good? I I got an honest question for you. Because he's gone for 55 completion percentage in two of these first three games. Is he good? Answer it out loud. Because Nick Chubb ain't there to save him. Kareem Hunt was on his couch eating potato chips, and Ford still doesn't have a picture in Madden. So you cannot replace a run game. And look at it last week. If you were to say to yourself, Ford goes 10 for 18, Hunt goes 5 for 13, they should not win that kind of a football game. So everything that the Browns are going to beat you against this season is not going to work this weekend because the Ravens debunk every little nook and cranny angle that this Browns team can try to find value in to beat them. Stick to the fundamentals in this game. Back to quarterback, back to coach. Understand that timely turnovers, penalties, and the Browns browning out is going to happen. It's how it goes. And last but not least, believe in the trends. Okay, the Ravens are 19 and four against the spread in their last 23 games as a dog. 19 and four. Also, teams that lost by straight up, their favorites of seven or more and lost straight up the following week, well over the number we need to hit profit historically. And the Ravens off a loss, just like the Jags, go back and look. Only happened once last year, and it did not involve Lamar Jackson. The Ravens with Lamar Jackson, you have to go back two years, two years to watch him personally, number eight, lose two games in a row. You're getting the points. But this is the dirty dog segment, so we got to do some gross things. Ravens body line. All right, real quick on some props here. Be remiss if I didn't talk Cowboys Patriots. Seven-point opening down to six and a half. Very interesting game. I love a Ramondre Stevenson breakout game. 53 and a half rushing yards. Slam the Aaron Judge gavel. Dallas's pass D, as good as they are, as good as their pass rush is. Go look it up. They're giving up 131 on the ground. James Conner. Hurt grown man feelings last week, running through them like Swiss cheese. Very good run scheme team. They have not broken out Ramondre yet. He hasn't had a great game. This is a low number. I think we're getting a discounted price. Again, Cowboys, only way the Patriots even get through to them is establish the run, play fundamental defense, stick to their guns, and run the ball. Run Ramondre Stevenson down their gullet over 53 and a half has to be my favorite prop of any of them. As much as Christian Gonzalez has been lights out, he shut Tyreek Hill down by Tyreek Hill standards. I like the timing of CeeDee Lamb over five and a half receptions off a 
four-reception game off a 53-yard humble game. And you have to remind yourself, 107 receptions last year. Guys getting between six and six and a half per game. Look at the a little bit of example. Because I do think, we saw with A.J. Brown, that's why I hit it on the same game parlay Monday night, star receivers having a quiet game, back them after a quiet game. 11 receptions in the game after the quiet Giants start. C.D. went ham. Four receptions in the other two games. We need six to cash. This does not matter if he gets him on a screen, if he gets him on a slant, if he gets him on a curl. We're not asking for him to go for 75 yards against Christian Gonzalez. We're asking him to get six receptions off a humble game where they are off a loss, where they're going to want to lean on their stars. They will look to C.D. Lamb first. And I'll tell you who they look to second. Jake Ferguson. I love it. I love it. I think 30 and a half receiving yards is so low in this game. Jake Ferguson, highest target of his humble first three as the starter for this team. Highest targets last week was seven, five catches, 48 yards. What do we know about this pass rush? What do we know about this Bill Belichick front seven and scheme? They're going to shut down what you do best. Dallas runs the ball. They're going to get to Dak. He's going to have to make quick, decisive decisions. It's kind of similar thinking of why I like CD. Get the ball out quick, early, and often. But if he cannot find 88, if he cannot find former Bill Belichick uh, teammate Brandon Cooks, he's going to find Jake Ferguson. Seven targets in two of the first three games to start out. Good volume. I know that this Patriots team defends the tight end well, but I really like Jake Ferguson. I can see it now. Easy catches, easy routes, humble, humble route uh, movement to that 31 to cash. And it's not on the prop board yet, but Bill Belichick is subtly a little petty. I think Zeke Elliott to get in the end zone hasn't done diddly this season. Wait for it. Not on DraftKings yet. I'm going to sprinkle on it because I like these moments. I love it in the NBA a player against their ex-team. You'll hear me when we get to basketball season talk about that a lot. James Harden versus the Sixers if he ends up in the Clippers. Mark it early. PRA over the moon. It happens like clockwork. Zeke, a little bit of a diva, wants to score against his old team at Jerry's World. Hop in the Salvation Army tub. Do a little throwback Thursday on a Sunday. I love it. And my last prop, unrelated, I think this is a great spot. Similar thinking to the CD Lamb. T. Higgins over 58 and a half receiving yards. Lock it up, lock it in. Quiet game versus the Browns. No catches. He had to go back to his rookie season last time. He went catchless. I told you that week to take him on the prop board. He went for eight receptions, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Last week, nada, nothing, not a peep. Yet Jamar Chase cooked. Two receptions, 21 yards. Went back and looked so you don't have to. T. Higgins against the Titans last year. Scorched them over 100 with a touchdown. Seven for 114. That's damn near almost double what he needs to cash his ticket. Bottom five pass defense. The Titans cannot stop the pass. Another week for Joe Burrow's calf to magically heal. T. Higgins over 58 and a half. And I am out of here on my Hail Mary, and all you have to do is rock with me on all four of these picks. And I'm giving you Ravens, Bengals, Bills, Jags, minus three, because we got to get over 10 to one, pays plus 1154. 
11x your money. We are breaking out the brooms. I love these picks. I know no one wants to take three baby favorites and a disgusting dog. Two and one last week. I'm seeing the board. I'm crushing these primetime games. Go look up the receipts. We are out of here. It's the Moneyline Monaco Show. Pink flamingo shirt to round out September before my SoCal soft self is freezing in the Northeast. Don't forget to hug your mothers. We will see you next week. The Volume.